Ty didn't sneak up on me that time. <laughs> I was I was just going to say hello really quietly, and so I didn't scare the shit out of you. <laughs> just a breathy whisper down the microphone. <laughs> that's what I was. That's exactly what I was going to do. I literally had my mouth open to do it, and then you said something. <laughs> Can't be frightening you first thing in the morning. <laughs> so I I need it this morning. I'm so tired. Oh, um, are you lovely? Oh, Did happy get... anniversary for last week. Oh yeah, it was it was just like from when we first met, sort of thing. Not our actual wedding anniversary, but yeah, fifteen you know, years. It, it, well done, even more for remembering <laughs> when you first met me. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people could bloody remember when they first met the partner. Jesus. I um, I remember the dates of everything. Do you have them written down, or do you just do you just no. know? No, I just I just remember things like that. Like, um, our our dog had um surgery, major surgery last year, and I remember mm. the date because it was so traumatic. Oh bless. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Apart from tired, are you all right? I'm all right. Yeah, I just didn't want to get out of bed this morning. I think. So Did normally, you finish at four? Yeah, four o'clock. Um, Jesus. And then I normally get up about seven just to give myself an hour to drag myself out of bed, but yeah, it, did, it didn't yeah. really happen to last minute. Oh, God. <laughs> but we are here. We're all right. Yes, we, we are. We have got a couple of questions. We haven't had loads through, but I did. I just saved a couple that were... We had loads. Throning passing, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. That's good. Um, I will mention, I was going to do an episode on it, but I don't think we're going to get away with it. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet. There's a, a film that has come out. Have you heard of it? Sound of Freedom. Is that the one you posted about? Mm, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I've not heard of it. It's um, definitely one one <laughs> worth having a watch. Um, it's it's probably a bit early to go into the the topic of it. The um, let me see if I've got the film blurb thing. And I, and I saw that you were uh, you put that you had a lot of trouble finding it. It's been really weird. So I, I, from what I've read, the film originally was made and released five years ago, and I believe Fox had it. Um, and then Disney had taken over Fox or something like that, and yeah. the the film they they just didn't release it. No one else was willing to take it on, um, and it's just come out. However, it's banned in nearly every single country in America. Oh. They're only showing it in certain areas. Um, there's the mainstream media, a lot of them are, are smearing it, saying that it's um, conspiracy theorist, it's all bogus figures and data, that it's not worth watching, it's ridiculous, the storyline that they've come up with. But there's mm. this, this weird thing happening when people are posting online where they'll book to go and watch the film and the system, when they've booked it, will say that the, the film's fully booked, it's mm-hmm. sold out. Mm. And when they're getting there, they're the only person that's in there, even though it's saying that it's sold out there's aircon aircon shortages which is causing them to switch the film off halfway through and giving people free tickets to a different film or the films 
malfunctioning halfway through and again the staff are taking people out of the film and then giving them free tickets to something else the media saying it's a conspiracy that they're trying to that places are trying to tamper with it um but it, it's just it's just a really i don't really understand what's going on with it um Ooh, that's very oh that's very bizarre i mean i could throw a few theories out if they are trying to cover it up um but basically i think at the minute america's the odd place in america is the only place that you can watch it in the cinema it came out on the 4th of july um the the company that's now taken the film on i think it's called angel they've they're either doing it two ways they've either given the tickets out for free in the cinema so anybody can just walk in and watch it without being charged it's completely Mm. free or they've put a thing at the end. I can't pronounce the actors, the main actor's surname, so I'm not going to bother with it. But yeah. he's done a mm-hmm. snippet at the end of the film in the credits where you can scan a QR code. And if you want, you can, on their website, purchase a ticket for somebody else to go watch it. Um, right. so, so there's two options. In the UK, I found it. I use, I don't think it's legal. <laughs> I found it. I use a website called Movie Box Pro. I think I pay £10 a year and there's everything, TV and film on there from the early 1900s when television first started coming out or whatever to what's in the oh, cinema. Yeah. So it is on there. The quality of the copies not the best at the minute, but they do usually update it within a couple of weeks to a HD or a 4K copy. But basically the, the story follows, what's his name now very quickly? His name's gone. Um, it follows Tim Ballard. So the the film's blurb is, after rescuing a boy from the ruthless child traffickers, a federal agent learns that the boy's sister is still in captivity and he decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle, putting his own life on the line for the to free her from a fate worse than death. So basically, it's a film about child trafficking. I mean, and we, and we know what happens when um, they get put into them system. So it's not an easy film to watch. Um, no, I would probably struggle. Yeah, but I just, mm. it's just one of them. When, when the mainstream media and higher up powers are saying, don't watch it, blah, 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 I'm kind of more inclined to want to watch, <laughs> watch them and yeah. see what's going on. And it was a real, a real eye opener. The, the, the story, Tim Ballard's done a lot of interviews. All, everybody on YouTube's picking up this story. All the film reviewers are picking up on this story and really pushing for this film to be seen now. And I, I think it's an, an important topic um, with what's going on with child trafficking and how the mainstream media can say these, these things aren't going is beyond me when we had one man on a little island with his client list that we do not know of yet. Um, doing all that he did to say that it's not happening elsewhere is downright ridiculous. Um, mm. So yeah, I just say if you can stomach that sort of thing, you you don't get shown anything graphic. Okay. In the film, it's just insinuated. You yeah. you, you yeah. know what's going to happen, um, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it an easy watch. But I would no. suggest to anybody listening is just if you can find it, watch it, give it a go. Um, it, it's a real eye opener to what, what's going that, on there. That's a, that's yeah, that's heavy to start off with. <laughs> Morning. <laughs>
Um, That's question. A day, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, it's um. I I don't get why they they're trying to stop people from watching it and trying to dismiss it as not happening. So yeah, mm. go go mm. watch it. Just give it mm. a go. First question is from Mandy. Will you guys ever do video copies of the podcast? Well. <laughs> Mm. If you could see us right now, Mandy, the answer's no. <laughs> that, is, that is literally it. I don't, I don't even think it needed a discussion when we started doing it. We have got the ability to do it. Um, I yes, turned we, could, the, we could. We could do it. Um, but I, I haven't got, I mean, I don't know if you have, I haven't got decent cameras anyway. I've only got the one that's on the laptop. Uh, same, same. So, yeah, if we... It, if we actually ventured into that, it wouldn't be sort of great quality, I shouldn't imagine. It'll definitely be the Aldi of um, <laughs> video things. That's all it is, Mandy. We get up very early to do these things. Yep. The um, afro's parted into three different directions. <laughs> Eyes are all swollen. <laughs> we look like we've been clubbed, a seal that's been clubbed. So, um and one may or may not still be in bed. <laughs> Maybe one day in the future, but no, not not um not currently. Maybe I've got a question for you. Why? Anita, we've got one for you. Uh, Lucy, Anita, what vitamins would you suggest is good for a woman to take if she's feeling a little tired and lack of energy all the time, possibly a bit of fatigue? Oh, I love a vitamin question <laughs> um, because I can get some other information in here not, not related to tiredness, but it's really important. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm no expert on vitamins and I don't know if there's specifically ones that you should look at if you're sort of tired yeah. and stuff, maybe it's your quality of sleep or something else related that's uh, making you feel like that. Um, maybe I don't know anything about you, so I can't. it's a bit difficult to sort of comment, like, what's your diet like? Um, exactly. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah. What what what's your stress levels like? How are you sleeping? Um, what job do you do? Uh, you know all those sorts of things. But I'm going to put in a little plug for <laughs> vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So there is not there is not a system in the body that um, vitamin D doesn't have some sort of effect on. Nobody in the UK is able to get adequate amounts of vitamin D without supplementation because there's just not enough sun. You have to be out in the sun for um, a decent period of time in the middle of the day and you have to be more unclothed than clothed. So, you know, you have to have a lot of your body exposed. I'm t you know, I'm saying arms, legs and stuff like that. <laughs> You don't have to get your ass out sunshine necessarily. Um, so it is impossible for anyone in this country to get have adequate levels of vitamin D without supplementation. Um, there was a – I can't quote sources because it was from my, my nutrition coach that I learnt this, that um, there was a study or studies done showing that 
if you had adequate levels of vitamin D, your severity of having um, CV19 mm-hmm. was lessened. Um, but it's just important for endless sort of things in your body because, there's, as I said, there's not a, a system or a part that you don't need adequate vitamin D for, for adequate functioning. Um, so it's really easy to take. I buy this little um, spray from Amazon, costs about six pounds, and I just do like I do seven sprays every Sunday and Sunday's just a random day that I chose, but I just, I just do so I remember basically. Um, that's it. Um, cost a few pounds and also I think they've been sort of trying like giving people in care homes and stuff vitamin D. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my little vitamin plug. It's not directly related to Mandy's question, but it's so, it's so important that most people don't are not aware of the importance and the necessity of it. So there you go. It's because there's that many as well, isn't there? Like when, <laughs> even if you look at the back of multivitamins, half of them I've never even heard of. Yeah, and I think too that um, a lot of people sort of not aware. Now, for example, the two water-soluble vitamins, which are B and C, um, like, for example, you see a lot of people take a mega dose of vitamin C every day. It's actually just literally pissing your money down the toilet because yeah. when you take a huge dose, your body uses what it needs and the rest just is just weed out. I have heard that. On a, I think I was watching a different it's true. <laughs> podcast and the guy who was some nutrition expert. He mm. said half of it with yeah. any vitamins, just it's just complete waste of money. You that's, don't so absorb that's, everything. That's the, the water-soluble vitamins are the ones that are weed out because they're mm. water-soluble, so that's B and C. Um, but the other ones, um, yeah, you know, if you're getting adequate adequate in your diet, and, and again, you, you can't, there's no real way to know unless you actually get sort of a blood test. But, um, you know, if you eat, in inverted commas, like, a balanced diet. Mm-hmm. If you eat fruit and vegetables every day and you eat, you know, some sort of protein and whatnot, you're probably going to be okay with most most vitamins, as I said, except for D. Um, and then there's minerals as well, um, you know, things like zinc and stuff like that, magnesium. So, yeah, it's, it, it's difficult to know if you're getting – enough of every vitamin but as i said if you eat a reasonable diet you're probably okay but you know no, no one's going to actually go and pay for a blood test for it so but no, yeah it, have a couple of lucas a tablets mandy be all right sorry i've not actually specifically answered your question but um but yeah i can't i can't answer it without knowing a bit more about you anyway yeah you can't really pinpoint it when you don't know no the full circumstances everybody everybody get some vitamin d take your clothes off go to a nudist beach and just pray for more global warming and then (laughs) and then you'll get fried (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine just like the the 
population of the UK all going to a nudist beach trying to get their vitamin D. Oh, God, down, no. Pissing down with rain anyway. It'd be like the... Um, you get none. The images you have of Brits in Benidorm, you know, with the <laughs> tiny speedos on and the and belly hanging out. Yes. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> oh, Absolutely, it's not for me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Claire, what's the one thing that you have? Oh, Claire, darling, a couple of commas might not go amiss, sweet pea. What's the one thing you have had a solid belief or opinion on that someone has made you doubt for a second and has thrown that opinion off course? Ooh, you go. (laughs) God, Um... off the top of your head. The only one that springs to mind was the other day, and I'm not saying I believe in this whatsoever. I'm just going to put that out there from the off. Um, but I was watching, what was I watching now? I think it was James English, his podcast I was watching, um, the video version, and he had a guy that was, I guess he was, he's the head, I suppose, of the the flat earthers community um and he had him on there and i've never ever entertained the idea and this guy was talking he said that you know he got into it because somebody else was trying to push him into the flat earth thing so he found himself getting into it by trying to disprove that it wasn't a thing yeah well and then the opposite happened and the complete opposite happened. And I nearly, because normally things like that, I just think, oh, just shut up and I switch it off. But he had me hooked for the entire nearly two hours. And some of the stuff that he said and the evidence and whatever that he'd provided was actually quite interesting. And I doubted myself just for a, a fraction oh, of a second. A like he spoke that well and put his point across that well that I did I did doubt myself. You nearly my, crossed over. Near, well, not fully, but yeah, I did. there was something there that was like, oh, actually, you might have a point. <laughs> you might have a point. Um, I mean, so, go watch it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that was probably the only time that I can think of recently that my firm opinion's been Ooh. shifted a little bit. But yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Because I can't, I can't imagine being swayed even for a nanosecond on that no well I, I wouldn't normally Anita but <laughs> some of this just, it wasn't the whole, his whole presentation didn't win me over there was just certain things with like the um, okay. mm. with, especially when it came to the NASA stuff and NASA's photographs and that it was kind of a little bit like you might actually be maybe there is a little bit of something in it somewhere in, in between the like we said last week with the um, truths always in between the middle of two sides. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think that the earth is flat. He just, the way he'd conducted himself and presented everything just kind of made me just yeah. wonder, wonder for a little split second if it was a possibility. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> I'll put my tin hat mm. off now. <laughs> Um, the for me the first thing that, that sprang to mind when you sort of said that question was it, for me it's sort of more about 
um, no, more about people, but that's not really a fact, is it? It's just how I perceive people. But oh, it's still an yeah, it's still an opinion, though. Who who springs to mind for Russell Brand? Russell Brand, mm-hmm. I used to loathe him, <laughs> and I can't I can't sort of actually give you reasons why why right now, but I just loathed him. I loathed what he was about and how he looked and everything. But when I actually started to listen to a little bit of what he actually has to say, I did change my opinion on him because some of the stuff that he says is actually uh, interesting and food for thought, and I've actually even read one of his books. So, yeah. I didn't even know he'd written. uh, Yeah, uh, I can't remember what it was about now. didn't make that much of an impression. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great book. (laughs) I think it it was something about addictions or something, maybe. Because he was a big drug user, wasn't he, I think? Oh, yeah, he was a sex addict. He was a multiple drug user, blah, 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 and now we've sort of done a 360 and cleaned himself up. So, you know, good on him for doing that. Um, he's actually t- sort of presents now, and my opinion on him is like he's actually quite a decent human being, mm-hmm. um, and he's very, very smart. There's no... He's you know, yeah, His IQ's got to be way up there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so that's. I mean, that's that's my opinion on my take on a person, rather than some sort of fact that I was convinced about, and then someone gave me evidence to the in to the mm. opposite, uh, and I've changed my mind. So, um, it maybe 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 I'm so pig-headed that I never <laughs> actually changed my mind about anything. <laughs> I've not considered that till just now. <laughs> You, I think you said before you like to have solid evidence, though, don't you? When oh yeah, when it yeah. comes to stuff like that, and it's very rare, really, with things that you you, you do get given solid evidence on. Yes, on anything yeah. big enough that's worth trying to change your opinion yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, and the evidence needs to be sort of you know scientific based mm. and proper properly researched, not some dodgy in the sky scheme but anyway <laughs> not linda go. off facebook from blackpool <laughs> give, give yeah, me no, no 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 don't, she doesn't get much time <laughs> <laughs> sorry linda <laughs> or kevin whoever you are <laughs> oh dear uh, really yeah. easy one from Chris. Uh, trending on Facebook for the last few weeks is the articles of why Titanic didn't implode like the submarine. Are these articles factual or are they false? Um, half factual-ish and half false. <laughs> God, my chest this morning. Um, so ev- Everybody knows how Titanic sank, side-swiped side an iceberg, um, slowly started sinking. It took just over two and a half hours to sink, which is reasonably slow compared to other ships that 
tend to capsize and go down in 15 minutes. Um, so with that time lapse, it the water balanced in the bow quite evenly. So by the time that it came to the ship breaking in two and the bow going down to the, the ocean floor, um, the pressure was already equalized on both sides. There may have been some air pockets. It probably wouldn't have been a fully leveled out water in there. So there may have been some small explosions and implosions um, on the way down, but nothing enough for the whole ship to implode in itself. However, the stern's a different story. The stern was dragged down rather quickly for a couple of minutes by the bow before they finally fully detached. And the stern went down quite quickly and she Im- the stern imploded probably a couple of not that far down actually from the surface um experts believe that it imploded quite early on and then spiraled down to the ocean floor so now at the wreck site you've basically got the bow which is relatively recognizable you can tell what ship, ship it is yeah. it's in all right condition and the stern's just completely obliterated so the articles aren't fully true there was one half of it that really did catastrophically implode and then the other, the front half wasn't so wow badly damaged so yeah I mean, I have literally nothing to say on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> they have been. I've I've seen a few of the articles, and I just don't read them um, yeah. because usually it's something like Lad Bible, which I do enjoy looking at some of Lad Bible stuff. But some of the oh, articles wow. that they write are just fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's in. Um, oh, there you go. I learned something today. That's very. <laughs> Who have we got next? David, Anita, what is the biggest change you have seen in society since you were teenager, a teenager? And what do you think? Oh, what, my God, people and grammar this morning. <laughs> what is the biggest change you have seen in society since you were in your teens? And what do you all think the future is going to look like in 10 years' time? So, Anita, over to you, darling. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is that the once taboo topics, um, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. abortion, miscarriage, um, domestic violence, uh, yeah, those, those big things, which were swept under the carpet in a big way. Um, You know, it happened to so many people, but nobody talked about any of those things because it was too shameful, too embarrassing, and no one would believe you or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever whatever went with that particular story or you thought you were the only only one that it happened to. Um, You know, for example, we now know, you know, I think it's one in three pregnancies ends in miscarriage and it's – and it's much more spoken about. People are open about it, and people can fully grieve. Um, and when I, when I say miscarriage, I'm also including stillbirth and yeah. all those, uh, you know, dreadful things. You know, 
people's grief is acknowledged as real and people with their support groups. And, you know, the same with domestic violence. Um, you know, it used to be that the, the neighbour wouldn't interfere um, and women would be, well, no, no, not women, people would be so stuck in their situation there was no support for them to be able to actually get, get away from it. So that's all changing. Um, sexual abuse, you know, I think parents are educating their children more because they've got more of an awareness and yeah. so kids are learning right from the get-go about their, their body, that they own it and it's no one else's and if anyone tries anything, then you tell an adult and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and 10 years from now, I don't know. I've, I, I'm not a great predictor of things, but <laughs> all I wish for in my lifetime, and I know it's not going to happen, is that someone would perfect the art of teleporting. Mm. That's what I would like to. That's what that's that's what I would love because I could go to Australia for lunch. That's, that's true. I mean, it would. Be, if every, if everyone could teleport, that would be in the end of all the transport industries in the world. You wouldn't need a train. You wouldn't need a plane. You wouldn't need a car. Wouldn't need a bike. Wouldn't need a boat. You'd shit yourself doing it. Though. Can you imagine, like, getting in in England, getting into the machine, and then getting out in Australia, and every, only you've just made it through, but none of your belongings have made. Through. None of your clothes have made it through. <laughs> Just... <laughs> well, whoever 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 sorts teleporting at, can you make sure that the vehicle is big enough um, to take, you know, clothes? But then, if you forgot something, you could just go back for it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Good counterpoint. <laughs> oh, anyway, so um, yeah, it's you know. It's it's that would it, that would if I could be given one superpower it would be that that would just be amazing. I could just travel to all the places I ever wanted to. I could go home for someone's birthday dinner in Australia. Um, well, I could nip over for coffee. Uh, it, oh, geez, it would be amazing. But it's uh. Yeah, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. What about you? I don't really know. I think I'd, I just think everything's just going to be technology, isn't it? Yes. Like the rate right yeah. things that are going, uh, yeah. everything's just going to be. Well, I I worry that everything's just going to be. You're just sat in front of a, a screen and that's it. That's that's reality. I don't know. I just I. The whole tech thing just makes me a bit un uncomfortable. And that's not to say because I think it's dangerous in the sense where Hollywood thinks that AI is going to destroy everything. But mm. I think it's, even from when I was growing up with the little tech that we had, even back then in the 90s compared to now, and you look mm. at kids with technology, like there's just no... What's the right word? There's no... Comparison, like connection with anybody. They've got, oh, they've got, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? And that, that that's oh, yeah. 
that's why I worry about is that, you know, kids are being brought up like that now. Adults that are older than me or the same age as me were already sucked into the whole social media thing and it's head downs mm-hmm. and the apps all the time. Um, mm. I, I just worry what the next stage of that's going to be in the next 10 years because it either all needs to be stripped back completely or halted or I just think it's going to be a bit <laughs> sad affair, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, and I don't think either of those two are ever going to happen because there's, you know, there's never, there's never going to be no further advancements to from the technology that we have today. Is there? It's it's continuously evolving. Mm-hmm. Well, like um, six, I think they've just announced. Was it China are now working on six G for mobile phones because five oh, really? G's. Yeah, 5G is not quite good enough, even though they've not fully rolled out 5G everywhere yet. But no, no. <laughs> it's not good enough. Um, yeah, I just think the next 10 years probably will be very heavily technology-based. But I do think society-wise that the everyday public are going to start taking a bit more control of things. I think that's my... Uh, mm. Maybe I'm being mm. a bit too optimistic, but I think mm. as a whole... Um, the public's just going to have a bit more of a say in what goes on in the world, I think, or I'd hope anyway. That would be good. And <clears throat> this is not sort of world shattering or anything, but when I kind of look around at people walking their dogs, looking at their phone, and, you know, when you get on, say, uh, a train or, mm. you know, tube or whatever, everyone's got their phone out and they're engaging with it somehow. But I literally actually just wonder about... What's it going to, the long-term effect of having that posture the whole time when you're looking down at your mm-hmm. phone, so you're in, your neck and your head's in an abnormal position for quite a percentage of every day, isn't it? And I think, what's that doing to yeah. your actual spine and your neck? I don't know the answer, but I just, that's, you know, something that just goes through my my head when I see everybody with their head down all the time. There was, I can't, I don't know what you'd Google for it, but there was an artist impression of what humans would look like as a result of using technology all day in the next like 30, 40, 50 years or something. <laughs> Are they all just hunched over permanently? Oh, it, it doesn't even look huge, but it's just a mess in it. It's not. It's... <laughs> if I can find it, I'll send you it on WhatsApp. But yeah, there's, there's been somebody that's kind of done a artist impression of it. It's not Yeah. Well it's probably more it's probably more than a grain of truth in it as well. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah. we should maybe we should all be like Paris Hilton, I read. No, I'm not I'm not being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I read that when she um uses her phone like texting or whatever, she does it with her head tilted back so she doesn't get wrinkles in her neck. <laughs> Really? God. Like, oh, how fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she's got a point. Maybe that's what we should be doing to counteract the hunching over. I don't know. When has anybody ever been worried about getting wrinkles in their neck? I know, like, the turkey gobble throat thing's a bit of a worry sometimes. (laughs) And you can't, do you know what? You can't do anything about that. 
Well, no, you can't really. That's just well, except for if you have surgery or if you do, if you're a parasilton. God. Hey, dear. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Um, Ellie, what would you say is your ideal job, and what has been the absolute worst job you have ever done? Um, Oh, you'll have some good answers here. I actually don't know. I've never done. A job that I didn't like. I've I've not liked tasks within the job, mm. um, but I dropped out of college to work in hospitality full time, and from there I've always done hospitality management, be it mm. coffee shops, mm. restaurant, pubs, B and Bs, and whatever. Yeah. Um, and the only time I've stepped out of that field is when I was doing the dance fitness, and then obviously my current job at the minute, which I said I'd never ever do a work from home or an office job, but here we are. Here you are. Here we are. Killing it. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking killing me, I'll tell you that. For no, free. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've nev- never hated a job. I got, I kind of always see jobs as I know what I want to do in life and everything else is before that. She's just kind of a stepping stone. Like I've got, I've yes. got no issues just walking out of somewhere if I don't like it. I've done that plenty of times, not just not turned up and see you later, keep your money, I'm not arsed. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks yeah. Yeah. Um, ideal job, I'd say I'd, I'd like to get back into dance fitness again before I get too old for it. Um, well, I'm 64. <laughs> I've got a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> You've got plenty of time, Pip. <laughs> Or I'd like to do, I don't even think it has a job title, but like hospitality training mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, you can walk, if, when you've been in an industry and you walk into a an establishment of that industry and you pick out the small things that people are doing wrong, like staff standing around not doing anything. Yeah, to, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like watching them as being unknown and then going in and, helping clear up and tie up the loose ends and sorting the stuff out and the business out. I'd like to do something like that. Eventually. Oh, like you could have a television show doing that. Could do, yeah. Ooh. Goodbye podcast. Ooh. ITV, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like, yeah, I'd like to do something like that. Hospitality has always been my um, Your main thing. field that I know quite well. Um, yeah. And what what's so... There's not, there's not, so there's been some jobs where you've just gone, shove this, I'm leaving. Yeah, quite a few times. They have been hospitality, but I don't know if it's the same in every other industry, but it's always been because of the management or the higher up people. Um, Yes, not because you actually didn't like the work per se. Yeah, it's not been the job itself. It has been managers that are just really slack and I don't know what it is with hospitality it seems not it's not everybody obviously but there seems to be a high number of people you'll find in hospitality that have got up to management and there's no merit or credit for it they've they've not I don't understand how they've got to that level they've, they've not got, got where they are yeah there's no people skills there they've not really got a clue what they're doing they're rather lazy and don't want to put the time and effort in and it's probably more likely they've got to where they want to be because they're friends with people in higher up places or they've been mm shagging people <laughs> higher up places probably 
they're the times I've walked out is I'm not working for you. You're fucking horrendous at doing your job and that's rubbing off on the rest of the stuff. So you, you deal with it. See you later. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but, I, and, and I sort of, from my limited experience, um, most often it is the co-workers and, mm-hmm. or, and, or, and, or the management that, makes the job suck mm-hmm. mostly rather than the actual job itself. I mean, you know, I wouldn't like to be a a sewer cleaner outer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, mostly it's the people, isn't it? The people that you have to work with that make or break a job. It is. And it's yeah. – um, I, I – I, guess it depends what kind of environment you've been in. I've mainly done independent companies rather than big corporate ones. So mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely mm-hmm. a big difference between the relationship that you have with staff in an independent company than a corporate yeah. one. The corporates yeah. are fucking, fucking terrible all around. Just don't, don't aid by shopping with corporate companies. They're fucking horrendous. They're evil. <laughs> they are evil corporations. <laughs> Um, what was your What was your very Sorry, first? I can't help you with that. Oh God, Siri's going off. Piss off. <laughs> Does it all the time in here? I don't know why. I don't know what's triggering it off. Oh fuck off, Siri. <laughs> somebody asked, "What's some somebody in the street?" Was it? Oh, I don't know what it was. Somebody was talking about hermaphrodites the other day, and I think well, I think we might have been in a shopping centre. And Siri picked <laughs> the Siri on my watch picked up on it and started giving me. Reading out all this information about hermaphrodites is okay. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, No, you were saying. Was I? Oh, no, I was just saying that, you know. No, I said, what was your very first job? Um, I started off, it was after school doing dishwashing. Yeah. At at a restaurant just up the road, and then that's where I ended up. Because I used to have my weekend shifts there after school. Yeah. And then gradually I just kind of started bringing shirt and trousers and sneaking into helping out at the like wedding venues upstairs in the yeah, events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and eventually they let me move over to do more waitering and event side. And then when I got to college, I just wasn't interested in the education system anymore. I, was, I think I was doing art and design but it was all written work and I was kind of like it's not really what I want to do so they took me on on the one of the bars upstairs in the restaurant to do yeah. full time so I did that and then oh wow so yeah I was there for quite a long time really from second maybe beginning of secondary school all the way through to college so I did it for a long time there and was that was that like a, a... A restaurant function center, like what was the actual place? It was a weird setup. So the the main, the downstairs was a bistro, yeah. and, a, and then obviously a carvery on a Sunday, and then upstairs yeah. there was the main function room, which was usually reserved for weddings parties. Mm-hmm. We had a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of um, coats trips come through with the old people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they'd come and have like a three course meal, tea and coffee, and they'd have a little sing and a song to wartime songs. <laughs> like the old cliche <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then at the other end of the building was a like a little shop. It was all trinkets and stuff, you know what what old people like to buy. Um 
Home, homemade goods, breads, cakes, and then another function room with another bar as well, and then the outside bit. So it's oh, kind of fun. a. I don't think it is that anymore. I'm sure mum and dad said that um, it's changed hands and it's been um, moved around. But yeah, it was a bit of a jobs lot kind of a place for, yeah, for yeah. food and drinks. But I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, especially the wedding, the wedding stuff because. I think that's when I started smoking as well with the the wedding party things because I think the ban came in from smoking indoors. Oh, okay, yeah. A couple yeah. of years later yeah. after, yeah. after doing that. So I remember it very vaguely. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, that was my first job. Started off mm. as a pot wash and just worked up to um, up. hospitality management in the end. So. What that's was actually your... what, um, what oh, Andrew's son uh, started off uh, – exactly that way in a, in a pub um, and he sort of he didn't have any sort of great desire to, it was just an after school thing, mm. he didn't have any great desire to um, actually be a chef but that's what he's doing now because he sort of, I think they were short staffed and he just sort of started helping with the, you know, with the food um, but yeah, now he's in a very Fancy place. Um, learn to be a chef. So yeah, my first job was um, well, I don't know if you call them it here in, in Australia. Um, check out chick. <laughs> chick. Yes. <laughs> so it was. It was. It was. Uh, I was still in school, so it was Saturday morning. It was nine till twelve on a Saturday, and I got five dollars for three hours work. And it was Is just this all? tiny, tiny little supermarket, little small supermarket, um, and yeah, just being on the on the checkout. But you know, this was pre-scanning as well, so you had to manually put the price into the cash register of, of everything. Well, <laughs> with a little calculator. <laughs> um, I, I actually quite enjoyed it, um, <laughs> and then that closed down, and I got. Um, moved to a bigger supermarket and I worked in the delicatessen on a Friday. This was still at school, so mm. I worked Friday night and Saturday morning there. Um, How long yeah. did you do all that for? Was that just while just while you were in education? That's just while I was in school. and that was uh, So I I stopped that when when I left school and started nursing. So, so yeah. But, I mean, I haven't done that many jobs because the bulk of my life has, I've been a nurse and I mm. would not and never have and never will recommend to anybody to become a nurse. <laughs> um, and I only, I just had the, Andrew and I were just literally talking about this the other day, um, how we kind of fell into our careers because it wasn't, it wasn't this kind of, I'd never expressed any desire to be a nurse and the only reason that I did it was because five of my friends from school had applied and they got in and I thought, oh, well, it. I'll just apply. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, oh, well, I'll just apply too. So, and I got offered a position. So, yeah, so we all kind of left home and lived in the uh, staff residence and doing our nursing training. So, yeah, that's not really a... Uh, a very interesting reason to have started, <laughs> and that kind of took up thirty-three years of my life. So, 
That's interesting uh, that such a, a whimsical decision led to yeah. such a thriving yeah. career for you, though. Yeah, and, and Andrew said his father used to work in steelworks and his father had said to him, it's dangerous and it's dirty, don't do this for a job for your life sort of thing. Mm. And he was at a careers advisor thing at school and the, the fellow had sort of some sort of collection of information. He was flicking through pages, giving Andrew suggestions, and he said, oh, what about um, catering? And Andrew went, oh, okay. And that's when he, what he went off and did based on that. That, that, was, yeah. that, that was the um, importance of the decision. <laughs> Just went, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that, yeah. I don't think anybody yeah. sticks to what the career advisors at school gave us. Um... No, I mean, when I was about eight or nine, I had quite bad bronchitis and I had to go to a physio. And for all my, since that and all through school, I had always said I wanted to be a physio. Um, and I had written off, or sent an application to a college in Sydney and they, they didn't I didn't get any reply. So that was sort of the end of it. And then I went off and did nursing instead. So But do, do you ever kind do you ever wonder about what what you what you could have done like a completely different career path and just sort of ponder on what your life could have been like because it would be make it totally different. Well I turned down Two, because our old family hairdresser used to come out to the house quite often. Mm. Um, and she'd always tried to get me in to do like a hairdressing apprenticeship thing. And I just I just wasn't interested at the time. And I, now that barbering's such a in thing to do. Yeah. I do often wonder if I'd have been doing all right with it now. And then you'd, you'd be great at that. It's just the small talk I can't be dealing with. I don't think I'd be one of them chatty ones. <laughs> just <laughs> shut up and let me do my job. <laughs> and then the one you'd be the perfect hairdresser for me because I hate talking while I'm having a hair done. It's like I don't don't waste your energy on conversation no, with me. I don't want to talk. It's just so anyway. unnecessary when they're yabbering away and ugh. Um, and then the other one that I did was that I could have gone back to if I wanted to was with work experience I ended up working mm. for environmental health with Harrogate Council oh right um, so that was like a couple of days doing all sorts we did the dog wardens picking up stray dogs taking them to the kennels yep um, going yeah. out to survey sites in the town that had been reported for like rubbish and littering and rats and mm -hmm. There was some mm. food stuff in there. I can't remember what they call them now. Um, where they just go around oh. and make sure all the dates are correct. And we call them Surefoot here, but I don't think that's the official name for them. Um, mm. Just to make sure that the, the places are up to standard for serving food. So that kind of stuff, going out yeah. to old people yeah. just to make sure they're all right. Because yep. they've put in a fake complaint when actually they just wanted a quick chat with somebody. Cause they're living on the, yeah. So I could have, I could have, potentially have fallen into that but I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't like filth and then obviously with the us being brought up on a farm I think of, apart from the shit money I think the big reason that dad packed that in was because neither of us 
siblings were too enthusiastic about taking over a farm. Yep, so. Following on, yeah. yeah. There's a few careers that. there that could have could have could have panned out differently, but when um when my niece was sort of nearing the end of her schooling, I said to her on more than one occasion, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose to do for a job, but just try and choose something where you'll earn a decent income because life is just easier when you have mm-hmm. adequate money. I'm not saying be a millionaire, but when, you, when you're comfortable with money, life is just a lot easier, isn't it? It is. People always say money doesn't buy happiness. It's like, well, no, but it will fix 90% of the problems that we, <laughs> yeah, that we have at the minute. <laughs> and I'd rather, I'd rather cry in a Porsche than a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I stole that joke from somewhere else. That's not mine. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. But Quick, still... I actually haven't copyrighted it quickly. I said, no, I nicked it from <laughs> somewhere else. It's a meme, but it's just like, because I know what it was like when when I first came over here and um, I wasn't working and Andrew's job wasn't particularly well paid and, mm-hmm. you know, we really struggled for a few years and, you know, now we're comfortable and it's uh, it, it makes a world of difference. It really does. But, um, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't recommend nursing to anybody really. Um, you, can, I think one of the things about it is it's you're sort of the meat in the sandwich. Like mm-hmm. relatives will quite happily abuse nurses, but they wouldn't do that to a doctor. And doctors quite happily abuse nurses, so you kind of cop it from both both sort of sides. Um, but it's hard. It's hard work. It's it's emotionally hard. It's physically hard. It's mentally hard, and it's hard working shift work, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, some of the things that I was involved with, you know, profoundly upsetting. What, what what's worse than upsetting you know that's I guess you're not just dealing with the physical side of it because what comes with the physical side of it's the emotional side and then the story behind why they're in there and whatnot and it's you know you're taking everything on your shoulders aren't you rather than just the physical yeah I mean god what springs to me like I've looked after a baby on a ventilator that was brain dead and we then we took it off the ventilator and um she died uh you know, stuff like that. It doesn't get much harder than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you sacrifice a lot too. Don't I? I know my sister's, the amount of Christmases she's missed oh, yes. for having yeah. to be on the road or in the hospitals. Um... Yeah, I worked, I worked so many Christmases. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, shift work does have, I think it's fairly well documented that shift work does have a long-term uh, negative outcome on mm-hmm. your health, especially night shift, which I did a lot of. Um, yeah, so I've, yes, yeah, so I've never been enthusiastic about anybody saying that they want to be a nurse. It's like, get out while you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's. 
there's other things that, well, when I was towards finishing school, the other things that I sort of was considering was being doing degrees in forestry or marine biology. So that would have taken my whole life on a completely different trajectory had I followed those, mm. but I didn't. Like I said, I applied for nursing and that was that. Um, I'd like to... I still would like to work in the area of bereavement because, bizarrely, I really enjoy it. That sounds weird, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, well, I say enjoy it. I don't love it that people are bereaved, but but I know that I can actually really um, be some use to people who are in that place. Um, yeah. That's that's something I've always been interested in and still am. Um, At least that's something that you can still look into, isn't it? Like, jobs like that, same with like therapists and counsellors. Like, there's no time limit, really. Of I could still anything. do it when I was eighty. Is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> trying to beat around the bush with it. Yeah, there's no age limit on it. Like, you can still go. <laughs> Oh God! I'd also, I'd also would like to be a, um, oh shit! What are they called? Uh, marriage celebrant. What on earth is one? <laughs> hey? Like a marriage counsellor. No, 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 marriage celebrant. A, a person who conducts wedding ceremonies. Oh, okay. Like non, it's not really, it's non-religious. Like you know when people, you know when people get married on a beach or somewhere yeah. like that, they have a, a person who's. You have to you have to be registered in sort of with whoever the registering body is here. Um, I, I'm assuming it's the same as it is in Australia. Like you can't just sort of rock up one day and say, "Oh, yeah, I'll marry you." You have to have some sort of process, and because there's legalities to be taken into consideration and stuff. But yeah, I would quite like to do that. I think that would be that would be good. And see, I like. I like kind of public speaking and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think I'd li I'd like to do that. Trouble is, if I did it here, half the people <laughs> wouldn't be able to un fucking understand me. So, it would be like, what? Pardon? What does that mean? <laughs> we can get your subtitles. You'd be like a little person <laughs> next to you holding a card up. Oh, placard. Even the other day in the supermarket, I, I, no, I was at the post office and uh, – I had to spell my surname because she couldn't understand what my name was. <laughs> when I said my name, she couldn't understand what I was. Can you spell that? G-R-A-N-T. Oh, grunt. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Have we got any more questions that are pressing? Um, what else have we got? There's two relatively short ones. So if, yeah, go on, go on. Um, Pauline says, Anita and Tiago, you, you have both obviously been friends for a long time. It sounds like there was a bit of a gap in between then and starting the podcast. If so, how did you reconnect so easily and what advice would you give to someone who has drifted apart from their friends over the years? Oh, oh <laughs> that, that's a whole topic in itself. It is really, and I'm probably the worst person <laughs> Ask about reconnecting with people. I'm just, I'm shit. I don't like 
answering text messages. I don't like calling people, so it's kind of... Why don't you just say you don't like people and be done with it? <laughs> oh, no, really. well, I think... We reconnected because you just put a thing on Facebook about people to talk on a podcast, and I thought, well, I like you. And then I thought, well, that'll we be, that'll be that. interesting. That'll be interesting. That's that's the only reason I answered. I was, like, very excited to see <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not been awkward or anything like that. I think you know, we don't really live that close to each other. I mean, probably no. a bit further now. Um, yes, yeah. No. I'm not one for driving. Public transport's not the cheapest. The area, mm. I mean, I know you've you've moved since... I last saw you, haven't you? You've moved. You're not in the yeah. same house. No, 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 because we bought a house, but we're still right. in the same general area. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that area for quite a long time was, was just not a place that I wanted to be, so I never really went back too yes. many too many times. Understand, um, yeah. And as I say, I'm just shit with keeping in contact with people. I, mm. I, I'm looking at WhatsApp now. I've got 1, 2, 3, 13, 17... 20 messages that I've not responded to or opened yet, and they're all from, like, a week ago. <laughs> God, what, what must it be like to be so popular? A lot of it's all family groups and stuff like that. I just I can't be bothered with it. Once it gets past one message notification on one person's message, I think, oh, this is just never going to end. <laughs> never going to end. This is just going to be a really long conversation, so I just don't reply. Yeah. Um, and Facebook Messenger and stuff like that, I, I, it's very rare I look at Messenger as an app since they split the two apps mm. up. Uh, mm. So, yeah, that's something I need to work on to keeping in contact with people. But I think if you, if you have drifted from people and you you have got a friendship connection, like a proper one, it shouldn't really matter how long in between you go. Agreed. Between yeah. contact, really, I think if you can just pick up where you last last left off, I think you're doing all right. But you've got to make make the effort, I suppose. Someone's got to well, give at I, one end. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I think in in any relationship, it's not necessarily fifty fifty split, and mm. the the balance changes all the time depending on what's going on in each person's life. So, my best friend in Australia. Um, we might go months without actually mm-hmm. having a conversation on Messenger, even a just a, a message message, let alone talking on the phone. Um, or I mean, we'd comment on each other's posts on Facebook and stuff. Um, and when I was home last time, we hadn't actually seen each other for five years. And, yeah. and I, did, I did think for a minute, what happens if if we've sort of unintentionally sort of gone along quite different paths and when we actually see each other it's not the same again um but it was like we hadn't seen each other for five minutes which does happen it was um... yeah it does yes it does happen but um no it's nothing had changed between us whatsoever um which was i guess that's why she's my best friend um do you ever have that worry that oh she's not messaged me for X amount of time or is it just kind of a no you don't think about that side of it at all and then no not with her no no because it's like I know 
I know what her life is like. I know what she's got on her plate. Um, and I'm not, yeah, I don't have a question. I don't, I don't have a question the friendship because it's really solid and we've been friends for 20 years probably, I suppose. I guess that's like a trust thing in a relationship as well, isn't it? It's Yeah, yeah. It's like I haven't got any, like, there's nothing. There's nothing that's that would ever cause me. Well, I won't say ever, but there's nothing that causes me to doubt the quality and the connection mm. of our friendship. So, yeah, if I don't hear from her for months, or it'll be just be like I'll send her a message and say what's happening. That's cool. Um, but I've also um, I've also had a friendship that was very, very, very close for. A number of years, um, and then the something changed. Uh, I won't go into details, but stuff stuff sort of changed for me, and it changed the dynamic of our mm-hmm. friendship. And we sort of grew apart. It was very painful, actually, and then sort of lost touch. Um, and then probably, God, ten years later or something. A former work colleague of mine who then had moved to the city where this person now lived um, ended up admitting her husband for a procedure and they got talking and they had a conversation about that she she used to work where I lived. Mm-hmm. And they said, do you know, they asked her, did did." Did she, she, they said, so I said, oh, you don't happen to know Anita? And she said, like, yeah, because we, we actually worked together. So exchanged emails and then we reconnected just very casually. But now that person is living in Paris and she, so we've seen each other a few times and now that I went to visit her, um, our friendship's as close as it was but not the same intensity but so yeah that's from having no contact and reconnecting that's been like a real a real happy joyous kind of thing for me it's been good yeah so you know it can happen I think a lot of what holds people back is the worry that it's gone too long isn't it sometimes yeah yeah. I look look at some friends from school that are now married with kids, and I think, well, I'm not going to bother messaging you because it's been that long. You probably don't really care anyway. So, I think that can hold people back. But yeah, but then I don't know if you if you actually want to reconnect with somebody, does the time actually matter? I don't think it really does. To be fair, it's um and. And maybe there's also the thing of like, why did you lose contact and drift apart in the first place? Because some friendships have a finite mm-hmm. lifespan, don't they? So, yeah. Just go make the call. Go make the call. Send a message. See what happens. Yeah. What, you, what you got to lose? <laughs> what we like for time? Are we? Oh, we're all- no, we're okay. Have we got Tim? Oh, we've done 67 minutes. Is there one more question, did you say? There is. There's one oh, from God. Barbara, which I don't think it shouldn't be too long. Um, 
What is your favourite or most meaningful song that you listen to and why? Anita's probably UB40. Is that right? No, you two. You two. I thought it was UB40. Was it you two? You two, yes. Where have I got UB40 from? Uh, The letter U. What's oh. yours? I'm, I'm very interested to hear your answer in this, actually. What's yours? I don't really have any. I think it's because I listen to music every second that I can throughout the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll the only thing I will not listen to is like the screamo rock music where they just sound possessed when they're shouting mm. down the microphone. Mm. Um, but I, I guess music to me is kind of like a a parent in a way like I did I genuinely depend on mm-hmm. music just to balance my emotions yep. out throughout the daytime um, yep. and if I haven't listened to any music whatsoever especially if my other half's off like, I genuinely get agitated <laughs> really yep. agitated yep. and I just need to go do you know what you need to give me three minutes I just need to listen to something just to kind of wind me down or pick me back up or do you yep. know what I mean just to sort of recenter yourself yeah, so I don't yeah. really have a particular favourite song. Um, so, so what would you, if there was just one song that you could have to listen to every day for the rest of your life, could you pick one? I probably, yeah, I probably could. Um, I don't listen to it that often. Mm. Um, and the song is... I can't remember what the guy's name is now. Christina Aguilera did it with him. The song's called Say Something. Um, what was the guy's name? I don't know. I don't think, I don't know that I know that song. A Great Big World. A Great Big World and Christina Aguilera Say Something. It's probably the, the, the um, one song that I hold closest to. But I, I, like I said, I don't listen to it. Mm, mm. That often, and obviously, it's had to be the Titanic soundtrack. Obviously, it's probably if I was gonna die tomorrow and I, I wanted to go out listening to something, it'd probably be that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I've just yeah. James Horner's music, I just think it's incredible, but yeah, yeah, agree. No, I wouldn't say that you know, I've got one particular favorite song that I listen to repeatedly. I have playlists that I just keep adding to some are classical music some mm-hmm. country music it just it depends what mood that I'm in on the day and what I need to get out from yep music yeah. in that yeah. moment yeah so it's yours you too <laughs> not, um, not you before yeah but there's like my my tastes are quite kind of wide-ranging too I mean I love classical music um, I have had some classical music training, um, and kept my that quiet. Hmm? you kept that quiet. Well, no one ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I did you know piano for piano and exams and stuff mm. for a bit, and I've had some voice training and sung in choirs and stuff. Um, but my favourite classical composer is Mozart. I'm quite obsessed with Mozart. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think his music is just sublimely perfect. Um, and I like, you know, I like Gregorian chanting and all sorts of, you know, bits and different 
different bits of things all over. Um, but actually a non-U2, non-U2 song that, that I just is probably up there as, as a number one is John Lennon's Imagine because I love the words yeah. and, I, and I'm also quite obsessed with John Lennon. Um, but with you too, um, a funny idea. I, I did a top a top ten list of U two songs last night. Um, but I think if I had to choose one from the top ten, it would be "Where the Streets Have No Name." I'm going to add that to my Spotify playlist. I'm going to give it because a listen. That song. I mean, I've I couldn't tell you. I mean, I've been a fan for like twenty three years, and I like I have listened to that song. You know heard it live and listened to it literally countless times. And do you know what? Do you know what? Now that I'm I'm not even listening to it now, I'm just talking about it, I'm, and I'm actually covered in goosebumps right now just from talking about that song. <laughs> um, yeah, it, but it, it would be, you know, they're always my go-to to listen to for a myriad of reasons. I think I found it. Does it start with I Wanna Run, I Want to Hide? Yep, that's the one. That's the one I found. I want to tear down the walls that hold me inside. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. I got it. Yep. I'm gonna give that a bash later. I think. You might not you might not even like it, but that song, when you're in a stadium of ninety thousand people and they play that song, it just fucking blows my brain out. It's just incredible. <laughs> but you know, I mean look, there's there's songs of theirs that I hate that I skip. You know, I, they've done one album that's that I think's absolute shit. <laughs> um, but it's only the one. That's the only one that I actually skip. If a song comes on from that, I more often than not will skip it. But yeah, everything else that they've done, pretty. I'm pretty keen. So yeah. Did you ever watch any of the? Films that were like Bohemian Rhapsody and the Elvis film that came out and Elvis. Yes. yes. Yeah. I found um, it really weird. I've never been interested in Queen, Elton John, or Elvis, but after watching them films on them or based on them, I've actually really liked and enjoyed their music. Yeah, yeah. Um but you can get you can get sort of converted to someone or some someone's music. Mm. Um quite easily really i mean i i purely to accompany a friend of mine um, this was a long time ago uh we in canberra we got we had made an eight-hour bus trip to melbourne to go and see bruce springsteen and i just went because i liked one song <laughs> that, that was dancing in the dark yeah and but she was a big fan so off, we went off on this adventure together and that so i was quite a big fan after that after i saw him in concert um, but I mean, there's people whose concert I would never go to in a million years because I literally, I, I actively dislike their music. Um, but I don't know, maybe if I did go to a concert of Coldplay, I might get converted, but, <laughs> but I doubt it. I doubt it. No, I've not really been bothered by, um, no, not a fan Coldplay of it before. But I did. I did see all of those movies that you mentioned, and I, I, I loved them. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all of them. Mm. I, 
I was a huge Queen fan when I was kind of towards the end of my school years, sort of, you know, when they first became famous with Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and I went to see them in Sydney. Um, but, yeah, it was a good movie. And, and the other two, like I've never been an Elvis fan, but I did enjoy the movie. And, yeah, Elton John of all, it's always just been sort of, you know, liked a few songs just, you know, in the background of my music taste, but never been a massive fan. But I, I again, really enjoyed that movie. Was, they did a really, really good job with that. I can't remember what the yes. name was, but he was fantastic. He was. He was incredible, wasn't he? Yeah. They're bringing um, out, uh, who was it we watched yesterday on the trailer? Bob Bob Marley, they're doing one about next. Yeah, not fussed on that. I would no, like I'm to not. See... The trailer did look quite good. It looked I'd like right. to see Whitney Houston one. I think there's a movie of her. Oh, God, yes, so they did. Was it I Want to Dance? Or something yeah, that was called. Cool. Dance with somebody, yeah. Yeah. I've forgotten they'd done that. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Yes, I would quite like to see that. Um You can get that on the illegal app that I told you about earlier. <laughs> I'll send that one on a link. <laughs> Might be worth looking at because yeah, funny enough, like Andrew wasn't that keen on going to see that movie. I thought he would be interested, but he just said no, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I watched um, the documentary of Wham! the other day. Oh, the Netflix one? Yeah, yeah. Any good? Is it worth? Uh, it, it was, yeah, yes. it, was, it, was, it was good. It was fine. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realise it was interesting to see how they met and their immediate sort of connection and that they kind of got, up and running and become became famous quite quickly. But also I didn't realise that their entire span of their career as Wham was only four years. Was it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought they'd been around for like 20, 30 years. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and um, I mean, they obviously, they obviously had an amazing friendship. Um, and, but a- Andrew was saying, um, while Wham was still going, it was very obviously that that George needed to forge ahead and become a solo artist, which is mm-hmm. what he did. Um, but there was no animosity about the breakup. It was like he was just happy for him to go and do his own thing. Yeah, I quite, I, I did, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. So, well, I might was... give that a go. I've never been huge. I, I mean, I've always thought he was attractive, but I've never been want to download his music really but yeah i mean you know there's all those pop songs of you know got to have faith and all those i mean i i liked all those songs and you know there's no there's no question that he was a gifted songwriter and singer and his mm-hmm. amazing voice you know um oh and a little bonus just for me or maybe we'll finish <laughs> on this note that when they were um and coincidentally, it's 30-odd years ago that it was on that they had quite a few uh, snippets from Live Aid. Yes. Um, and, of course, all the time I'm just going, where's Bono, where's Bono, where's Bono? So I've got, <laughs> so I got a few little bonus shots of him in that movie, so that made me extra happy. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. Did you – you weren't around for that, were you? And it was what? Live it. What year was Live 
Live Aid. Well, it was thirty odd years ago, so yeah, I was around. Uh, let me just—it was—was it thirty-five? Can't remember. I should remember that fact from the movie. Um, <laughs> let me just Google it. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, okay, it wasn't too long ago then, really. Yeah. Uh, Organised in ten weeks, Live Aid was staged on Saturday, July the thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Seventy-five acts, including, and there's just a see. Oh, that's interesting. I never knew Madonna was in Live Aid. Well, they fucking missed that out of the film, didn't they? <laughs> Said she was in it. <laughs> yeah, because they well they. They they did mention Elton John a few times because George Michael was saying that Elton John was his childhood kind of, um, you know, that he really admired him and mm. looked up to him and then there he was singing with him on stage sort of thing. Elton John, Queen, Madonna, Santana, Sade, Sting, Brian Adams, Beach Boys, Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Duran Duran, U2, The Who, Tom Petty, Neil Young and Eric Clapton. So pretty decent lineup. <laughs> Heard of ninety eight percent of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple I'm not fussed on, but yeah, but it was a pretty good lineup. But they achieved what they wanted to do, which was the main thing. Are they the same people that did um, the Band Aid group? You know, they do the know it's Christmas time people. Or was that not related at all? I'm not entirely sure. I think it might have been related because Bob Geldof was pretty central to both of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he was the driving force behind both of those things. So I wonder when, that was, when was that released? I don't know. I might have to do a bit of research on that one. Um, oh, I couldn't be bothered typing all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Too hard. Too hard. I don't think well, it's... we're nearly up to 90 minutes. We are. We've done very yeah. well. And these two cats are getting terribly restless. Food yep. time, I think, for these. Yeah, I should go and feed my puppy. You can get out of bed now, I need <laughs> What makes you so sure I'm still in bed? He told us at the beginning. Yeah, but I might have got up. You never know. But I didn't. Stealth mode. <laughs> you're, you're 100% right. I'm still laying on the bed <laughs> like a lazy cow. You're fully entitled to be as well, sudden. <laughs> yeah, just on a Sunday, why not? Well, say it again, people out there, keep the questions coming. I absolutely love answering them. I do. Just keep yeah. putting your commas and your full stops in and we're on to a winner. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll you'll uh, you'll keep the keep the grammar Nazi that is <laughs> um sedated somewhat. <laughs> It, change, it changes the context sometimes, and it? it's, it's difficult. Indeed, it does. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I will first. I'll be the first person to put my hand up. I'm a grammar Nazi as well. It takes me all my self control not to connect, yes. not to correct there, there, and there. I, or, yeah, the yours. Where, or where was you instead of where were you? Drive me fucking insane. But there you go. There's two people, two customers at work that type. Mate, as in M and the number eight, mm. and oh, what were they saying yesterday? 
No, it's gone. It doesn't matter. But it was, it was stuff like that, you know, like you know, they're quite old, older adults, but they're talking like they're um, teenagers from the nineties. Just thinking, oh, ooh. <laughs> oh dear, no aspirations. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> now we've insulted me. It's all right. I'm sure they'll forgive you. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> Probably not, that's it. <laughs> that's it you've done now. Oh, right, my darling, I will let you get off and enjoy the rest yep. of your Sunday. And you too. And uh, we'll speak next week. I hope there's some really juicy, interesting, probing questions next week. <laughs> I'm just going to keep hounding people at work. Hit us up with them, people. Hit us up with good questions. <laughs> Okie dokie, we'll sign Bye, off darling. now. Okay, bye. Have a good one. Bye.